Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey, y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Kalina Harrison. Kalina Harrison, an Atlanta native who migrated to the city of brotherly love in 2015, is a writer, entrepreneur, mentor, public speaker, and journal enthusiast. As a positive affirmations guru, she is passionate about teaching people how to concisely articulate their visions through creative words. She's ghostwritten personal development books, self-published two books, written content for personal and professional lifestyle brands, assisted people with career development via resume writing, drafted business plans for small to medium-sized companies, and hosted community youth writing workshops here in Philadelphia. Written visions coming to fruition and from motivation to activation, your 12-step guide to success are her latest books. Due to her empathy for the progress of society, Kalina hosts goal-setting seminars at local homeless shelters to remind them too that they have what it takes to achieve their goals. So I present to you all Kalina Harrison. Good morning, Kalina. Good morning. How are you? I am blessed. I am blessed. How are you? I'm well. I'm amazing actually. It's a beautiful day in Philadelphia. It's sunny in Philadelphia, no pun intended. (laughs) yes let's get into this interview so of course this podcast is called purposely bossing up what is your definition of purpose i was not expecting that (laughs) my definition of purpose my definition of purpose is that tingling feeling that you feel like in your spirit that says that says to you like you did something well you achieve something, even if it's as, even if it's as something quote unquote simple as helping someone with their groceries, you know, talking to someone, giving them a kind word, just using your it's for good, for the greater good, to help someone else and to help yourself. I think that's purpose. That's amazing because, like I tell everyone who answers this question, everyone answers in a different way, but it ultimately all boils down to the same thing, like. What wakes you up in the morning and gets you started? Like you said, that tingling feeling you feel when, you know, you may do something great or you may say something to someone. So everybody may have all the different answers, but they all come down to the same thing. Absolutely. So what is one word you would use to describe yourself and why? One word I would use to describe myself is zealous. I'm very zealous. I'm I'm usually always happy. I mean, I'm one of those jubilant people who just have a bright smile on my face for no reason, literally, just (laughs) because I'm happy at eight o'clock in the morning. Like, good morning, everybody. Like, the day has started. Aren't you guys excited to be here? So I would say zealous. I know that along with positive affirmations, I like to remind people that you know, some people didn't wake up today. So be grateful that you had a chance to wake up and to do something different. You know, 
being happy, finding something to be happy about, the fact that you have clean water, the fact that you have food, you know, the friends, people to talk to. So I'm a very zealous person. Always. Yes. Yes. And of course, I've realized that the first time I met you in person. Really? Oh, yes. Because I'm one who feeds off the energy. So you can tell, like, sometimes when you're in someone's presence, I can read people. So you can tell like how they are. Like, I'm be like, oh, she's boring. Or <laughs> I'm be like, oh, I see I'm not going to be here alone because this is way. Or you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. but I can definitely tell from when I first met you. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's super vibrant. She's on the go. Like, she knows what she wants to do. She stays positive. And that's the kind of people people need in their lives. Like, stop yeah. staying around these Debbie Downers, the people that exhaust you and you have nothing to do with them. Like, your mm-hmm. life is not their life. So, uh, listeners, please find the energetic people because these are the people that are going to keep you inspired, keep you motivated, and keep you yeah. going. And so, you know, I think people should make sure that they aren't the Debbie Downers. You know, so many yes, times... Right. Sometimes when people say, it's so many people around me who aren't doing X, Y, and Z. And I always ask them, what are you doing? How, what, how do you perceive yourself to be? That's so, right. You know, as much as people want to attract, you know, different things, and we'll get into that later when we talk about my book, but um, as much as people want to attract different things and different people and different lifestyles, better lifestyles, what are you doing as a person? To put yourself in a better predicament. That's right. Because nobody looks around. You have that person in the mirror. And that's all you really have. Yeah. And sometimes not even comfortable with the person in the mirror. Yeah. You got to. That's the thing, too. That's another reason why I am so adamant about thinking positively. Because I have to learn how to be happy with the person who I am. You know, the person who I am becoming, the person who I once was, just be happy and grateful for it all because I control my thoughts. No one Mm -hmm. else controls how I feel about me. I mean, of course, we know that peer pressure and these things are, you know, important. They happen and it affects us in a way. But ultimately, I have the control of how I want to perceive myself and how I want people to perceive me. Right. Want them to perceive me, but how I want to perceive myself I choose that. If I want to wake up and say, Kalina, you're going to do this, that, and the third and launch it. You're going to do this for your business, this for your personal life. Go take a walk. You're going to walk around with the raw coconut and pretend you're on an island like I usually do. I create my reality. So that's all I like to talk to you. I don't know how I feel if I want to be on the beach. I'm not walking around Philly with a bathing suit or they ain't going to cut it. But maybe I'll do that in my house. Not the bathing suit, but the coconut and the pineapple, you know, I can get down with it. That is super creative. I love it. So, you know, as uh, children, um, we had different role models and mentors. And then now, even as adults, we have role models and mentors. So I want to know, who was your role model slash mentor growing up? And did it change over the years? Oh my goodness. I love this question. And it's like, I'm one of those people where I had so many mentors. I had like, literally, I am one of those people who just gravitates to other people. And so one of my mentors is Georgia Me. Um, She's a spoken word artist, international spoken word artist. And she really did help to shape me into, into the woman I am now only because she 
took something that was underrated, spoken word. And spoken word is a form of emphatic poetry. So, you know, some people perceive poetry to be this rhyming schematic where you just say different things, a monotone, no inflection. This young woman, she brought life to poetry. And she and I were both from Atlanta, Georgia, both from the west side, excuse me, both from the west side of Atlanta, Georgia. And we just had a lot in common. And so when I, w- I, was, I was a spoken word artist in high school and summer college. And so when I would perform all around the city, people would say, oh, that's little Georgia me before I had even known her. And so when I met her, I was like, oh, my goodness, like she's a phenomenon. So that was one mentor. And I also had like just a lot of different mentors in my head. Of course, my mom, my mom raised me. Um, my sister and I, she was a single parent. And one thing about my mom, she never complained. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know that I didn't know some of the struggles that we were probably going through in our household because she didn't complain about anything. Like my mom would go to work at she would leave the house at like 630 in the morning, come home at like 7 p.m. She would make dinner, help with homework. She would make she would make all our award ceremonies. She didn't miss out on anything. So I like the fact that my mom didn't complain. And lastly, I probably say Harriet Tubman because I just think she is so cool. Like she literally created freedom in her mind, what that meant for her. And then she went back and helped other people to achieve that. And that's something that I'm passionate about. I know where I want to be in my life. I know where I'm going. And I definitely want to take other people with me if they want to go. Okay. I know I said Harriet Tubman was the last <laughs> one, but okay. Last one. As of current, Superset, I know everybody on this podcast probably knows Superset. I'm definitely in awe of her only because she really stays true to herself. You know, she sets her goals and she achieves them. She sets her goals, she achieves them, and she doesn't let anyone stand in her way. And she remains true to herself and where she's from. And, you know, she talks about her trials and her pitfalls. And she, and in spite of it all, she doesn't let it distract her from her goals. So I said, Georgia Me, my mom, Harriet Tubman. That's, That's an awesome collection of people. That's <laughs> a lot. It's okay. It's okay. I know my teacher to my high school teacher, Mr. Gibson. Mr. Gibson was like a great father figure to me in the classroom. He always uplifted women. You know how now we have this movement where female is future, women are the future. He was teaching us that when I was in like the 10th grade. You know, he would teach us about African queens and he would teach us about Black women who were doing things in the community. And that showed me that, you know, men and women can come together to build things together and highlight and celebrate one another. So Mr. Gibson definitely is in that mission. That is awesome. Shout out to Mr. Gibson who was talking about young queens back in the day. I love that. So if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be and why? Or would you not change anything at all? Oh my goodness. I probably wouldn't change anything. I, I Because even the things I think about that I can change, it made me who I am and it made me humble. Because when we don't make mistakes, how can we mm-hmm. grow? If I go back and change something and change something, then I may be haughty because I would have never experienced that. It's not that I I want to change. And I've made a lot of mistakes. Actually, I'm reading a book called The Language of Letting Go because there are some things that I need to let go of that are hindering me reaching my goals. But I still wouldn't change 
you know, the things I need to let go of because it's, it's helping my growth. Awesome. Well, since you mentioned a book, we know reading is essential in a way that we can learn. So do you have a current read that you can suggest or offer a top three for our listeners? Yes. Yes, I do. So the first one for our listeners, the first one I think we should read is No Disrespect by Sister Soldier. That book is a sheer testimony of growing up in poverty, but not accepting poverty as your reality. And that's by Sister Soldier, no disrespect. Number two is by, by Patrice C. Washington, and it's called Real Money Answers for Every Woman, How to Win the Money Game with or Without a Man. Mm. It's not preaching, don't get a man. What it's preaching is, how to set yourself for financial set yourself up for financial success, whether you're single or not. Because some people say, Oh, I can do this when I get married or somebody's going to take care of me. And you know, like a trash like, I don't want a broke man at all. <laughs> I don't want a stingy man. I don't want a man who's not good with his finances. So I need to ensure that I'm good, I'm excellent with my finances, that I'm not broke and lacking and have a lacking mindset. So um, number two, real money answers for every woman, how to win the money game with or without the with or without a man by Patrice C. Washington. And lastly, lastly, you can grow rich. And actually, it's, it's two because you have Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's the original copy. Okay. And then you have Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. These are awesome um, selections, Miss Lady. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope our listeners wrote those um, recommendations down. Go on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I'm sure you can find those there and order your book today. <laughs> absolutely. So let's get into what you do now. So okay. how did you start doing what you do today? And can you tell our listeners a little bit about Creative Scribes. So Creative Scribes, I started the company in about 2014, 15-ish. It wasn't called that, but essentially it's a writing boutique, firm, agency, concierge, all of those great suffixes. What I do is blogging, copywriting, ghostwriting, content writing, and content is say you have say you have your website content that you need, the about me pages, the services pages, the products. And really there's copy because copy is selling and content is telling a story. So I do a lot of storytelling. And now I actually do online courses. And one of my online courses is called the content copy course. And I talk, I mean, the content, the content cash course. And I talk about how you can make cash from content, from storytelling. And I also give my strategies on that. And so I work with different companies small businesses, individual people, individual brands, and some local level corporate companies as well. That's awesome. Now, you also do like book write, book writing coaching, right? Yeah, book writing coaching. So I do not publish books. I actually self-publish my own book, but in terms of helping someone to publish their book, I do not help with that process. However, if you need help with the manuscript, if you need help with the written part, if you need help with 
discovering what you want to write about, what the genre will be, what the plot will be, you know, the climax, the character development, the sequence of the story, things like that. I help out with that. So I coach you through that. Also, another thing I do with my company is writing workshops. And my goal is to go into more corporate sectors and small, and not small, but more like medium-sized businesses and teach them how writing is therapeutic. Creative writing is therapeutic and it helps you to de-block and to think freely. It helps your thoughts to flow. It removes a lot of that mental blockage and mental stress that, you know, crams people's creativity. So that's something I also do in addition to the youth writing workshops. And that's typically community service-based. That's how I give back to the community. Um, when people have events, so I go in the classroom sometime and I donate my time to just help the students develop some writing techniques and have fun doing it. That's awesome. That's definitely awesome. I used to tell people all the time that um, I'm a writer at heart. <laughs> I'm a writer at heart. I don't do as much writing like in this kind of space that you're in, but I do do like regular writing. So like if you need me to put together newsletters or, you know, like I could come up with words, put words together, all that good stuff. That's because my mom drilled me as a kid, y'all. She drilled me as a kid. And I used to write all the time, especially once I got to college and was writing papers and all the other stuff. I went to magnet schools all my life. So everything I was doing was already super advanced. Like I was writing DC statements and 16 page papers in the seventh grade. Like it was crazy. So yeah, writing skills were always up there. And she used to go to town with that red highlighter. (laughs) oh my goodness she like listen no it sounds good but you just need to switch some stuff up so now I feel like I'm a pro now like oh yeah yeah that's that's how I started well not exactly how my mom was a great writer too she wasn't like tearing my stuff up every time but she was a very critical my mom is a critical thinker so when she reads something she always, she's always thinking, how can I advance this? How can I make this better? And she would encourage me to do the same thing. But I started writing because like many people in middle school, you know, that difficult age going from the innocent person to like this teenager or whatever. I was going through like a little depression, I think. And so what helped me through that was writing. I would write poetry and then I would give it to my teachers. I would give it to my friends. I would Matter of fact, I made like a mini book when I was in when I was in middle school. And so that helped me to say, okay, you know, I like this whole poetry thing. It's cool. I'm good at it. It's something I can be celebrated for, for good, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was really therapeutic for me and it really did help me a lot. And then I really got into the work part of it when I was in college because I would help a lot of my classmates with their papers <laughs> and they were giving me a little fee. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I can get paid doing this. And like, it was really the fate, the expressions that they had given me, their facial expressions, like, wow, like I was a written magician. Well, that sounds good, a written magician. Like I was a written magician or something. And that really said, you know, I can monetize this. Do you want me to go into how I, why I became an entrepreneur? Yes. Or, wow. Yes. I want to know. The people want to so know. So when I've been, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My mom always encouraged that with my sister and I. My sister's also an entrepreneur. And so I initially wanted to be a hairstylist because, you know, I would do people's hair and I would get paid and I would say, oh, no, I want to be a hairstylist. Then I was like, well, I don't really like that enough because to me, 
So the way that you know that something is for you is that if you fail at it and you don't want to quit it, that's how you know it's for you. I've failed at writing plenty of times. I still have things that I develop that I challenge myself on and I never want to quit. When it came to the hair thing, if I couldn't do a certain technique with braids or with styling, I said, you know, this is not for me. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm okay. You know? And so also I participated in youth entrepreneurship courses, one being junior achievement. And with junior achievement, that's nationally known. And it really helps high school students to learn how to operate a business. We had executive boards. We had group entrepreneurship. We had, we had a group project, a group product. And I was the VP of marketing. I was the top salesperson. I was the top, had the best sales pitch. And I was excelling really, really well. And I would always just show a really great interest in that. And I was like, you know, this is cool to be able to make my own money. So when I went to college, I was a mass comm major, mass communications. And I was doing a lot of, my concentration was TV production. So I was doing a lot of TV production, a lot of um, photography, video production, editing, and all that great stuff. And I did a little PR, but not too extensive. And so anyway, when I I did really well in college, had a graduated made cum laude, all this great stuff. Anyway, when I graduated, I did not have a job. And my first job after college, even though I had paid internships during college and, you know, great gigs and jobs during college, when I graduated from college, I was working at a jewelry kiosk for $8 an hour. And I was like, Miss Harrison, what is this? <laughs> and so I literally, and I talk about that a lot in my book, Written Visions Coming to Fruition. That is like a professional auto autobiography. So I don't really go into my personal, personal life, but I give people the rundown on how affirmations helped me to graduate from that career depression. So I was like, you know, I can figure out how to make my own money. And then, so one of my friends and I had started doing a TV production, like a video production company. And I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. So I said, well, instead of doing, I still like to write and produce, but I just want to do it on a, on a written level. I don't want to do it in a video production level anymore. And so I was like, okay, I'll just be a writer and I'll, you know, do that really well. And that's how it started because, you know, and also I got fired from the Weather Channel. And when I had that job, I thought that that was going to be a ladder for me. And when I got fired, I went into another another depression. And that's when I realized, okay, Kalina, whether you have a job or not, you have to figure out what you like to do, what your goals are, and how you want, how you envision success for yourself. So being an entrepreneur helped me to deal with the pitfalls. And that's another reason why I wouldn't change anything because had I not gone through that termination at the Weather Channel, it would be difficult for me to go through hard times in my business because I would think everything's always supposed to be sunny when it's not that way. That's right. And and, and we cannot emphasize that any stronger. Like everyone, if you're an entrepreneur thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, whether you're a beginner or you're someone who is seasoned, Always remember that there are going to be ups and downs during this whole entrepreneurship journey. I had someone in the group chat ask me what things that I sacrificed to become a, you know, a full-time entrepreneur. And I basically told her, of course, you got to sacrifice those things that, you know, you're always spending like money on because now you're trying to save because you don't know how your business is going to do. So yeah. I'm like, girl, I had to cut back on going out because at that time I was like super social. So I'm always here, always there. Even on now, I'm still kind of like that, but I'm not as often. 
But back then, I was everywhere, beating up the roads, 95, catch me here, catch me there. It didn't even matter. Like, I was going out, getting my hair done all the time, getting my nails and my toes done, all this good stuff. And I'm like, girl, I had to cut back on all of that. Like, all of that yeah. had to stop. Um, yeah. I said, and then I also had to cut off some people, you know, some people mm. not for you. I had to sacrifice friendships. I had to sacrifice, you know, relationships, stuff like wow. that, because I needed to focus on myself. So I told her the ultimate thing about being an entrepreneur is that it's not all about building your business and doing great. It's all about building yourself. Like it's a journey mm. about learning who you are. Yeah. What can you do? What fire can you walk in without really like, you know, jump, you jumping up and down because it's hot, but mm -hmm. are you willing to go all the way through and get yourself out without being burnt? So it's like, what, it's, it's just like, I told her, like, it's just a journey about learning who you are. You really learn a lot about yourself by being an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. You really do. And the thing is that I am so grateful. Let me say this right now, because my friends are the most, I mean, my day ones are the most supportive. I mean, well, and even people who I meet now, you know, right. they are the most supportive. When I tell you, team, people will buy my books out. They will buy, you know, like bulks of my books, you know, just support me in any way they can. I didn't have a lot of people to tell me, oh, this wouldn't work. I mean, sure, I had some, you know, some people would say, oh, why would you want to do this? You should wait. You know, some people would try to tell me how to live my life. I'm like, listen, you have a whole being that you can run. Run that one, not this one. You know, like that's something right. I'm really adamant on. I'm not one to be run. I, I do not like it for people to tell me what to do. And that's not why I became an entrepreneur. Like I wasn't one of those people where I want to be my own boss. That wasn't necessarily why. One of the key things for me is that I wanted to create my own curriculum. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to create and shape how I wanted to without stealing. And so I'm really passionate about working with children. I actually have a summer camp coming up right your way to the bank. and. You know, I've worked with other summer camps. I've worked with other groups of children in different settings, but I wasn't in control of what they were going to learn, how they were going to learn it, implement the facilitator, all that great stuff. So I said, you know what, Kalina, if you want to do this, then do it. But, um, and then, you know, some people would say, you should wait to do this or that. And then actually, once I started excelling, what, not even really excelling, once people realized that I wasn't going to stop, that's when some of the resistance stopped. You know, that's when they stop mm -hmm. trying to impart their, you know, pitfalls and disappointments for their own lives onto mine. Because that's what happens a lot of times. People don't really don't not want don't want to see you not successful. That is grammatically jacked up, probably. <laughs> like, people do not. People want to see you successful. It's not that they don't want to see you successful, but. If they've been disappointed for so long, if they've gone down a path where, you know, they've seen so much disappointment in what you're doing, it's kind of like they're projecting their path or what they've seen onto yours and you haven't even gotten a chance to see it, you know, to experience. And so that's that's very important, but I'm really grateful for that. But one thing I did have to sacrifice is I'm a super, super minimalist. So I don't have a television. I don't have any any subscriptions to Netflix, Hulu, any of that. <laughs> I have no subscriptions to anything. If I want to watch something, I may go to like my cousin's house or, you know, something like that. Or somebody be like, listen, I'll just come over here and we'll have like a little party. I go to like a watch night or something like that. But I don't have any subscriptions. I cut my hair. 
So I'm bald and beautiful. <laughs> and I did that because I had had a relaxer before and where I would be able to get my hair done every week, spend $100 a week. And that's ridiculous. But, you know, spend like $50 a week, $100 here and there or whatever. You do these different styles I wanted. And it just was eating at my pockets. And so when I quit my, not quit, when I was forcefully, res- when I forcefully resigned from my job, I was like, all right, Miss Harrison, something has to give. So I got a nice, smooth, you know, uh, fade. It's not really a yeah, fade, I guess. And it's super cute, super feminine. And, you know, I rock with this. And this is like $40 a month. It, it just, it, 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 I know that's right. It makes sense. I know that's right. So you mentioned your book. So can you talk about written visions coming to fruition and from motivation to activation? Yes. So written visions coming to fruition. That is my career autobiography. And it's also an A to Z affirmation book. So A is for abundance. B is for belief. C, consistency. D, daring. E, enthusiasm. F, forgiveness. And I just go down a whole gamut of the alphabets and giving positive affirmations for that word and how I've used and how I've used that word. I mean how I've used that affirmation to help me in different parts of my life and my career. Um I also go through the timeline from 2013, which is when I graduated from college. So from 2013 to 2017, that's when I launched the book, or maybe 2018. I talked about my pitfalls. So when I was working at the jewelry kiosk, when I got in fire, when I got an opportunity to go film in St. Thomas just to go film. Like that was one of the most highlight highlights of my career. Um I got and that's another thing I got to my mind was expanding. I'm like, you know what, I can go across seas to work. It's possible. So, you know, that was really important. And I also talked about how people would put their failures and their doubts, their self-doubts that would push them onto me and how I had to continuously reject them. I had to say, I had to build my mind. So I go through that journey in that book. And it's also a journal. So you write what you want your life to look like because essentially it's a journal to live in your best life possible. Yes. So you write it all down and it comes to fruition. Fruition means that it's, it's upon you, like you can see it. So it's something that you've manifested. And okay, so 12 step, well, from motivation to activation, your 12 step guide to success. I get so irritated like extremely highly irritated when people are so motivated. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. I can't wait to this. Oh, you know, and they just so in this nice momentum and they don't do anything. It pisses me off. And my <laughs> thing is that I'm the kind of person when I get irritated, you can see it all in my face. And I, I really work on that, you know, but I'm like, if I just walked around with the mirror, I'll be, con- I would be considered vain. But it's like, I really want to control my facial expressions because what I think comes off on my face. And a lot of people, they would tell me their ideas and I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's get this thing rolling. Let's, let's put this into real time. Girl, they would not do anything. They was, they would have the paralysis thing. They would have perfectionism and everything, the planning paralysis. So everything had to be perfect. They had to align everything, get their ducks in a row. Girl, just all of this stuff. And I'm like, so you're not going to do anything. And they're like, you know, you're shooting down my dreams, Kalina. No, I'm not. You're not. You're shooting down your dreams because you're not doing anything. So how, exactly. how are you going to take that motivation and activate it? How are we going to get this into real time activation? And so I give you 12 steps on that. 
So. That is awesome. That is awesome. But that is so true because I run into people like that all the time. They like, yeah, I got this, you know, this goal that I want to do. So I'm all like, all right, well, let's we already know what the bigger goal is. Let's break mm-hmm. down these smaller goals and let's figure out what key things you need to do in order to make this happen. Child, people be sitting on stuff for months, years, and I'm just like, you still asking me fifty questions in a text message <laughs> or fifty me- or fifty messages in an inbox, and you still didn't get it together yet, like. What is it going to take for you to just take that leap of faith? Like, if you never jump out and do it, you will never know what the ending result is going to be. So would you, yeah. don't call me when somebody already done came up with the same idea, had the Girl, same plan, and implemented is. it. Like, and people, then you People mad, get on my nerves Now Kiki done did it, and then you mad. Like, no, right. you should have did it three years ago. And just because, you know, someone else does it doesn't mean that you can't. People, I don't That's like right. that mentality either. Like, oh, someone's already, they already executed this, so I'm not going to do it. What? What? That doesn't make sense. Like, Supercent has a makeup line, the crayon case. Fenty, what's the girl, uh, Rihanna has a makeup line. It's a lot of us, you know, a lot of black and brown women who have makeup lines that cater to us, not to mention a bigger you know, white brands, corporate brands, and not that black brands are corporate, but I'm just speaking to I'm just speaking to that corporate audience that really caters to a white audience like Mac, like Estee Lauder, you know, like those Sephora, like That's those right. different brands that cater to that audience. And they 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 segment us and they may give us a little thing, but not really. And when we black and brown women or people, when we create things for ourselves we're also against that those bigger brands who don't even really have the best interest at heart for us but do we stop absolutely not and so it's a thousand writing companies a thousand people who write books a thousand people who write blogs and I know for me writing that book from motivation to activation it really convicted me because anytime that I had a dream or a goal or a mission that I didn't do, I would feel like, okay, Clint, you're being a hypocrite because how are you going to tell people to activate their goals and dreams and you're sitting on this yourself? So it makes me to, it makes me act faster. You know, that so that's what that does. It helps me to even stay activated because everybody goes through fear. No one it, like Beyonce in like 2000, she had the the words, I think it was survivor on her hand. She was reading them from her hand. She lip synced the national anthem, Beyonce. So it's just one of those things. Everybody has fear. You just have to fight through it. You have to fight through it. Girl, so you're talking about fighting. <laughs> what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? Me? <laughs> I was my biggest challenge. I am my biggest challenge. Letting go. A lot of times I hold on to things in the past that have no relevance, that people... don't think about that shouldn't even matter to me but I hold on to it because I'm used to hold on because I'm used to holding on to it you know I'm used to some things not going well or some things not going right and so I hold that same energy I hold that same energy and the biggest thing was my is my mindset I'm currently letting go of a lacking mindset I've worked with a few business coaches and in all of those in all of those coaching sessions I realized that I didn't see myself Sometimes it's worthy to receive a certain clients, to receive a certain revenue, to receive a certain profit, recognition. Some of those things I couldn't envision Kalina doing. I couldn't see that for myself. And so I would shy away from it and I would have a lacking mindset as if I don't deserve it. So 
what I'm doing now, currently, I say my affirmations. I deserve to be successful in every right. I deserve to be a millionaire. I deserve to work smarter, not harder. I deserve to be flown, flewed out, flown across the world to work <laughs> with people, brands, small brands, and bring my family with me or my friends with me to do content, to help strategize content and execute it. I deserve those things. I deserve to own land. I deserve to have loving, positive relationships with everyone who I encounter. I deserve those things. So I am my biggest challenge. I defeat a lacking mindset every day. So along with your affirmations that you, I'm sure, say every day, what are some other ways that you practice self-love and self-care? Raw coconut. Like I love a good, fresh, young coconut. Taking a walk meditating, you know, talking to God, letting God know the things I'm so grateful for and telling God what I want, what I desire, you know, asking God to give me clarity. So just really sitting down in nature. I live by a really nice park, so I'm so grateful to live next door to a park. So when I want to go meditate or when I just want to be one with nature, I can just go do that next door. I love karaoke. I love to go out. Like I'm not a party animal, but I do love to be like in karaoke. I like big crowds. I'm not one. I'm a, I'm a super extrovert. So I'm not one of those people who are like, no, I don't want to be. No, I like to be in a big crowd. I like to just be with random people and just be, you know, just have fun. I'm really like, I'm really loud. Really audacious. <laughs> so, you know. Self-love to me is just singing, you know, I love Two Chains. I also love Mary J. Blige, but, you know, singing some nice songs and just really smiling. Like, I really work on smiling every day. To me, that's self-love. Yes, it is. And it can change somebody's whole atmosphere, their whole, you know, if they're you know having a bad too? day and they just be walking down the street and see somebody smile, it might change their whole day. Cooking too. I like, so I'm on this vegan and I, I don't like the word vegan. I, I don't, I'm not really one for labels, but I do work to eat a healthier, to have a healthier diet now. So I cook healthier foods. And so I like to explore making vegan dishes. So I carve time out just to make vegan dishes. Like I made a vegan cheesecake. I make a vegan burger, or a vegan meatloaf. So I'll do stuff like that. I like yes. We like vegan. So what is one resource that you use every single day? It can be in your life or in your business that you cannot live without. Mm, a resource. Let me see. So I have this devotion called Daughters of the King. It's by Keisha Tribbett. And it's an app you can download. And it talks about like just some pitfalls and some trials that some women go through. And they talk about how they overcome those trials. And so that's a resource that helps me in my personal life. Um, for my business, what helps me? A resource. The six-figure chick, her name is Cece. So she's an online educator. Have you heard of her? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Cece, the six-figure chick. I love how she shares so much knowledge of how to grow your business from nothing to something and how she also is very transparent and she's also very, you know, herself. She's from Alabama. She is Currently, you know, she's had cancer before. She started her business in a cancer chair, you know. So CC is a resource, the six-figure chick. You definitely want to check her out. So that's why my business. That is awesome. I hope everybody was like 
writing down all those good gems. But let us know about any upcoming events or projects. So an upcoming event I have is the Write Your Way to the Bank Youth Entrepreneurship Summer Camp. It's two days. It'll be here in Philadelphia. I'm so excited. I'm only taking 15 to 20 youth and we're going to write a business plan. We're going to learn the fundamentals of business. I have a financial strategist coming in and she's going to talk to us about the five C's of credit, money management, and all those great things that, you know, people need to be prepared to know before they go sign up for a credit card or before they acquire debt. They need to know these things. So I'm really adamant on equipping the youth for that. Also, I have a book coming out called Sit Your Ass Down and Succeed. Okay. I love it. And A stands for asset. So so it's kind of like, you know, sit down with yourself and learn what your assets are and then become successful. And that's something that I do myself. Again, another part of my conviction. So that's something I have going on. So I do also mentor And lastly, I'm going to do a tour and it probably won't happen until 2020, but I'll be doing a tour with my books and just with a lot of courses that I'll offer. I'm going to do a tour with that. So super excited for that. Yes, that's going to be super dope. So how can our people, our listeners, find you on social media? Yes, please find me on Instagram. It's Creative Scribes and that's with a K. You'll see it. Um, and T's post is K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S-C-R-I-B-E-S, Instagram, at Creative Scribe. So you can find me there, or you can email me at contact at KalinaHarrison.com. That is awesome. So, of course, before we go, can you give our listeners one tip on how to boss up, not just in business, but in life? Know that you deserve success. That's good. That's it. No, I like it. Don't Look, believe it. I like it. Don't second guess yourself. Don't second guess yourself. That's something I work on every single day. Have faith. Know that you deserve success. I love it. And some people, I don't care if they got listened to this podcast episode 50 times, if they just got to hear that ending each and every time. Like, you cannot, like you, like you said, you can be your biggest, like, enemy with everything. Like, you have to learn how to be bigger and better. And know that you are worth it. Know that you have all the tools that you need in your head, in your hands, in your arms, in your feet. God already gave you all the tools you need to be successful. All he's waiting for you to do is putting the pieces together. Just put the pieces together, y'all. That's all it takes. Yep, that's absolutely true. God waiting on us. We have our our millions are waiting on us. Like, you know, Super Saiyan, she... She really did help me to realize, you know what? It don't even matter what's happening. If I keep my eyes on the prize and I stay the course, it's going to happen. So I'm claiming my million. I already know millions. I know it's going to happen. And I'm like, Harry, I'm helping other people get there too. So. That's right. But then you get you get spiritually and mentally and emotionally fed by feeding other people. Oh, for and sure. it don't have to be with food. It's with, you know, product, with mm-hmm. service, with, you know, like... Mm-hmm. There's so much greatness going on out here. You know what? That's another thing, too, with the homeless shelter. I work with a local one here in Philadelphia, and I don't feed them food. You know, well, we did do a nutrition night. You know, I did want to expose them to some different fruits and vegetables and different minerals that they need. A mineral I use is sea moss. But that's the only time I gave them actual food. But I we did gold riding. We did a paint night last week. And, yeah, we do other things to feed your soul. 
but it's not always school. You have to give like physical food. That's right. That's right. Well, I hope everyone was writing down all those nuggets you dropped, how they can reach you on social media, your book. Remember, y'all can go buy it. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, wherever you want to buy it. Just buy her book, support her, everything that she does. Um, Of course, she says she does coaching. So if you need coaching because you want to write a book and you want to get your content together, contact her. But Kalina, I am so grateful to have had you on this episode of Purposely Bolting Up today. Thanks so much, T. You are so welcome. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day. Continue to boss up with purpose. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it, boss. Ain't none to it.